once again, welcome back to Fern Hill's Irish Wedding Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Today's podcast is all about ceremonies on site. Joining us today is local humanist celebrant, Norma McGilligat. We've had the pleasure of hosting countless weddings here at Fern Hill with Norma. Her professionalism, attention to detail, and care for the couples themselves is second to none. Norma, thank you so much for coming and welcome. Do you want to start by telling us about yourself? Okay, I'm a humanist celebrant. Um, I've been a humanist celebrant now for over 12 years. Um, It's a job I absolutely love. In a former life, I was an English teacher. So I suppose it feeds into me being a celebrant in that I love to design ceremonies for milestone events, such as weddings for couples, and to make their day extra special. Um, I'm a mother and a grandmother, so um, I am well used to um, working with uh, families um, and children. Brilliant, very good. Um, so I suppose, you know, like we obviously get loads of questions here from our couples. Sure. So one question that comes up time and time again when people are like, right, I'm going ceremony on site, which one do I go for? Do I go humanist? Do I go spiritual? Or do I go civil? So can you give us a bit of information about like what each one is? And how people could pick? Sure, that's a very common question. And, and I suppose um, humanist ceremony is the only ceremony that you can have that is a secular ceremony outside of a civil ceremony. Okay. Spiritual ceremonies, interfaith and so on are all under the banner of religion. The only secular ceremony is a humanist ceremony. Okay, okay, okay. brilliant, very good. Um, and you know when they, they come to you, Norma, and they make contact, like what is the process then that you go through or you recommend couples go through? So usually Anne, when a couple um, contact me about availability, um, I get back to them as soon as possible with my availability. Okay. Um, What's I, the lead-in time there, sorry, do you think people should have? You mean to, oh, to they want as soon as possible. Okay. Especially popular dates like bank holidays, mm-hmm. they are booked sometimes two and three years in advance. If you really want a special date, book it as soon as possible. Yeah. I mean, we have bookings for two or three years ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, I suppose what I do then is I would answer the query, indicate my availability, and I have my own website. I put a link into that, and there's some footage of me doing um, working on that during a wedding. Um, so there's lots of information there for the couple. I invite them to contact me if okay. they have any questions by email or by phone. And then if a couple would like to book, what I'd say is to send me their um, both of their names, a postal address, date, venue, and time, okay. and to um, send that back to me, and I will send them a letter of confirmation to sign and return within 10 days with a deposit. And I suppose I do that because it's just much more professional approach rather than having a question mark or a maybe in the diary. Of course. So I yeah. know for definite that I'm available, and in 10 days' time, that date is booked. Oh, yeah. I confirm the booking. At that stage, um, I say to the couple, look, about six months before the wedding date, I will get in touch with you with a full draft of your ceremony. Okay. Now, prior to that, if there's anything at all you would like included in that ceremony, you know, relatives um, that you'd like mentioned, if you've got children, how you met, send it on to me and I will include it in the draft. Lovely. So you really personalise it? I'll personalise it as much as possible. That's lovely. Okay. I'll send the draft back to you. And that gives you a full five months, we'll say, to read it, analyse it, see if you're happy with it. Yeah. And then we'd organise a face-to-face meeting. Brilliant. I find that's a really good time to meet about three weeks, a month before the wedding. We both have a printed copy of the ceremony in front of us and we go through it in absolute detail. We choreograph it to make sure you're happy with everything. If you want to take something out, if you want to add something in. 
Then we will look at who the readers are. Okay. And um, what music you would like. Okay. Okay. So we, we put all of that into the ceremony. So by the time you leave that month or three weeks before the wedding, it's sorted and you know what you're doing on the day and who's doing what. And it's, as I said, it's choreographed. You make team. it very um, easy for the couples though, don't you? Like you really help them along and guide them through it. Exactly, as much as possible. Yeah. Now, when I send out the draft of the ceremony to the couple, I also send out um, a whole load of suggested readings. Um, now you can choose whatever reading you want, it's totally up to yourself, but if you'd like some guidelines, I have loads of poems um, and readings and extracts from books. I send them out to you and you can go through those. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, it just helps. Now normally I recommend four readings. Okay. Two to four is the norm. Now you don't yeah. have to have readings. If you're not comfortable with that, that's absolutely fine with me. Okay. Usually it's two to four readings and I would um, suggest that you invite family uh, or friends to do it. And bear in mind that not everyone is happy or comfortable in front of a microphone. Of course. Pu pu public speaking is yeah, a bit of a skill. Public speaking. Yeah. And yeah. I, I definitely yeah. choose people who would be comfortable because there's nothing worse than someone sweating, waiting to be called up and getting really embarrassed. And it's I just think, go for someone who's, who's comfortable. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's a really good point because people can get really nervous about it and they don't want to say no to people either <coughs> exactly. when you're asked. Like you exactly. can't say no. Exactly. But it's great that you remind them of those yeah. points. Stuff you wouldn't even think of really. Like. If a reader is stressing, I feel that the, the, the people there are actually stressing far than them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing I would say to children, you know, if you're getting a child to read, bear in mind, it can be very, very overwhelming when they come up. Some kids are used to drama and drama school and yeah. allocution yeah. and all the rest of it, and they're fine. Others can be really overwhelmed and you know, bear that in mind when you're choosing your readers is what yeah, I say. Yeah, that comes to a good point now on, on kids because like we've all seen loads of kids at ceremonies and they're such a lovely, lovely part of the day. Um, but how would you kind of, what's the best advice you'd give couples, you know, from maybe their own children or like a flower girl or page boys and how to manage that? Because so Neil, we've seen it here of walking up the aisle and they don't want to go and we're yeah. kind of encouraging them and I suppose the best thing is to not stress the child out and let them do what they want. But what advice would you give couples prior? Exactly. Uh, well, the one thing I'd say, as you said there, um, with kids, be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> you, really, you really have to go with the flow. With yeah, them, you have you? to absolutely go with the flow. And I suppose, you know, what I always say to couples when I meet them is a, it, it, key, preparation is key. And bear in mind, if you have very small children, that they might be overwhelmed yes. on the day. Yeah. And to have a babysitter or someone trusted on hand who will take them and comfort them if they need it. You know, this really is your day. It's a very special day. And I am, as I said, I'm a mother and a grandmother myself. I'm dead easy with you having the child on your lap or wherever or running around. But bear in mind that, you know, this is a big day. You've invested a lot of time and money. And I suppose I've done weddings where a child has been tightly clung to his mother's neck yeah. or wouldn't leave dad. Mm -hmm. And I suppose bear in mind, you know, when you're exchanging the rings and exchanging the vows that... Um, if, if you'd like some nice photographs, it'll be difficult to with, get them, to get them yeah. in that situation. But look, whatever floats your boat, but I do say that it's a really good idea to have a trusted friend who will actually take them out. I don't advise to have granny or um, the close aunties because of course they're in the wedding party. Yeah, of yes. course. And they granny want doesn't to. want to miss the wedding exactly. and she's not going to take them yeah. out in fairness and it's a lot to expect and maybe the auntie is the bridesmaid. Yeah. So bear in mind, you know, someone that actually would, who's there to take the child, just 
just for a breathing space if she or he gets upset. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with feeling, you know, bad or guilty but not having exactly. your kids right next to you at that point. Exactly. Um, as I said, like, it's such a special moment. The kids are yeah. still there, they're enjoying it. Exactly. Um, but it's all about making sure that their environment is right as well. Exactly. You know what I mean? And they can really, like, um, break the ice, I feel, as well. You know, especially yeah. if they're up the aisle, they can do some really funny moments and, <laughs> yeah. you know, make it easier for the bride and groom and stuff or the couples. Exactly. Um, but I definitely managing it is, is key, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely managing it. I did a wedding once where um, a couple um, had a play area in the corner for the kids. And the idea is lovely, but bear in mind that when the kids start playing, then they're noisy. very noisy. <laughs> <laughs> so just bear, just, no, just bear those little things in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You mentioned uh, music, Norma, um, while you were the, the discussing um, the ceremony itself and um, would there be music as part of the ceremony. Would you have any advice um, in relation to having music uh, being part of your ceremony well personally i think music adds so much to a ceremony yeah um i particularly like live music and i suppose i think a vocalist a singer does add a lot because you can choose songs that are special to you that you particularly like yeah i usually recommend again about four pieces of music you'd have coming in which is up the aisle finishing down the aisle if you have something symbolic during the ceremony like candle lighting a song there is good um and then for signing of the register now, if you're a very musical couple and you would like extra music, you could have a song instead of a reading. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's an extra song and that's absolutely fine as well. Yeah. In relation to people performing that music, I myself would feel that professionals do add a, a certain level of professionalism into your ceremony. Um, they, they're just more, um, it'll run smoother, do I put it, if you have a professional doing music. Sure, I agree with you there, Neil. I think that um, all around, uh, Professionals will take the stress away from you on the day. Definitely. It's as simple as that. They're yeah. trained, they're used yeah. to doing it, and you can just sit back and relax and enjoy it. Yeah, so one less thing to worry about, mm-hmm. like even not going on in the day, you yeah. can have that as well. Um, coming to that point, I suppose, um, having the day run smoothly, I suppose, you know, we are really conscious of, of the timing and making it run and, and being smoothly. So I suppose timing is a huge, huge part of it as well, isn't it? Um, and yeah. always thinking of people being late. Yeah. Like you're always going to have latecomers, yeah. no matter what you you always um yeah. how good you plan or how, how good you are yourself. Yeah. So I suppose I'd always recommend when I'm planning with couples is to maybe put two o'clock on your invites, even though they might have arranged with you for half two. Yeah. Would you recommend the same thing? I definitely recommend that because you will have couple. You will have um. Th- there are always latecomers in Ireland. If you said the wedding was at twelve o'clock at night, they'd be refuge in the morning. So people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that um, it's a really good idea to choreograph it like that. I suppose when I meet the couples, um, I usually say a best man is key, um, to the the smooth running okay. of people arriving and being seated, and I say give jobs, give jobs, delegate. Yeah. And the best man and the groomsman, if they actually take charge of getting people to the seating area, look, the bride is on her way, yeah. um, can you finish up your drink? Give people a half an hour's notice mm-hmm. because you don't want anyone who's just ordered a drink to have to leave the drink on the table. Exactly. And yeah. um, you want to give them time to finish it, but just give them that half an hour's notice. Look, it will be starting, the bride is coming, don't buy any more drinks. If someone walks in five minutes, before you're meant to go down, look, it's not worth buying a drink now, just exactly. it's better yeah. to move down. Yeah. And um, then I always advise, it's really good if the best man and the groomsman can welcome people and move them up. Good idea. Because, yeah. you know, in Ireland, with this habit of sitting at the back, the back yeah. and yeah. the back fills up, the front is empty, and there are two problems with that. The first one is that for the photographs, yeah. one, you have the front empty, and the second one is the latecomers will arrive, and they'll have nowhere to sit, and they'll stand. 
they'd stand at the end and that can very much cause a log jam afterwards when the bride and groom are exiting the, uh, the, the people who are standing are inclined to follow them so look you know again yeah. preparation delegate yeah. <laughs> delegate and put the best man and the groomsman and you know they all like jobs and if you tell people beforehand what to do they're only too happy to do it of course but if they don't know they can't they, they might never have been a best man or a groomsman before it's they won't know like. what to do either yeah i, I find myself that if um plan for later arrivals like if i know the ceremony is going to be for 80 guests i might only initially put out 70 chairs yeah that way they have to sit Good idea. somewhere near to <laughs> yeah. the front and then when we're nearly ready to start etc or things are starting to fill up i'll put out the additional 10 or 20 chairs at yeah. that point yeah. um so that they they work that way i always allow for later guests later arriving guests too that they don't that their patting isn't going to impede the actual ceremony area itself so where, where the bride yeah. and groom are yeah. because you don't want them they'll feel too awkward walking behind the ceremony yeah. area themselves yeah and um, the guests relate and then um so give them a route to get there that they won't that's not going to impact them or impact the ceremony exactly yeah. basically Definitely. Yeah. think yeah. about it yeah another thing there that um i could say about the seating is remember if you've children they'll need seats so you know yes. you have to decide how many seats on top are reserved yeah. for family and children um, and then the rest you tell the, the best man and the yeah. groomsman you can use those because sometimes kids come to the top and there isn't a seat and then they start crying they get upset understandably yeah. and they might end up sitting on the bridesmaid's lap or sitting on mum's lap so just be careful of that as well yeah. or if your, your little niece is your bridesmaid have your sister tipped off that once she gets to the top she takes her because otherwise there's a log jam on top with the children all, oh, yeah, they know, don't know where to go. Like, what am I going to do? And they're yeah. small. So again, if you choreograph it and have someone advised, look, you know, when she comes up, take her and, and it works better that way. Definitely. Um, and so that's coming to the, the end of it as well, to have a plan for that as well is really important, isn't it? Um, oh, I definitely agree with that. So I usually say to couples, look, um, when I actually pronounce your husband and wife and I say, you know, please stand as you make your exit as a married couple, have the bridesmaid and the groomsman on each side tipped off that once you get to the end of the aisle, they start following two by two. And that leaves a really nice orderly procession out. The yeah. photographer is waiting. He wants to get you both with your parents and with the bridesmaids and the groomsmen, the main wedding party, and then others follow. But if you don't do that and you leave a gap, you might find that some people down at the end uh, will be eager beavers to get out. Yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, the wedding party is stranded up on top. Yeah. Yeah. So again, a plan there as well. You, you mentioned about um, uh, we'll say people buying drinks at the bar just before the ceremony, etc. We'd actually have a policy here for help the bar um, of doing exactly what you said that um, we're behind the bar and they're trying to order drink. Look, the ceremony's actually starting in very shortly. <coughs> it, you might want to buy one just now, and people would be quite happy with yeah. that. Yeah. And then you don't want um, in the background of your photos after a special moment, people um, swigging pints or exactly, anything like yeah. that because. You have these photos forever. It's not what that part of the day is about. There's plenty of time later on for celebrating. Um, and it, it creates a noise in the background, I feel, as well, if people are just having drinks and, and chatting during the ceremony. It's, it's not what the, that moment is about. I totally agree with that because, you know, it is a serious occasion. You know, we try and have it fun and as informal as possible. But at the same time, it's a big milestone event in the life of any couple. And, 
you know, it's nice to pay attention and to listen to the ceremony, to engage with it, kind of out of respect. Of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, you're right, uh, drinks can be very noisy and people, when they're having a drink, are inclined to turn around and chat and it can be quite a distraction. Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I would say, if you, please God, if you are trying for a ceremony outside and you've got a fine day, have some uh, water and refreshments there, obviously. Like, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that's a given. But, um, yeah. Um, another question that I um not a question like thing I think couples forget about and like I actually have seen it here where a couple actually forgot about their their green cert and had to go to court because they didn't do it on on time. Mm. So I think it's really important that couples remember the paperwork behind all this too. That's a really good point, Anne. And when couples make initial contact with me, I send them out um, a list of frequently asked questions and Great. I remind them that they have to give a minimum of three months' notice to the HSE of yeah. intent to wed. That's obligatory for anyone getting married in this country, no matter where you're getting married. Absolutely. And then what happens is that you would name your, we'll say it's me, you name me as your solemniser. The HSE have all my details because I'm fully legally accredited with them. Great. So what happens then is they will do a search on your documents to see that this is a legal wedding, that yep. it's not a bigamous marriage or a fake marriage or whatever. And then they write to me to actually say, look, we've done a search on all the documents. This is perfectly fine to go ahead with this wedding. And I have that letter. They will write to you and they will invite you back in to collect the MRF. But that's the form in a green folder. Yep. And that's the equivalent of signing of the register on the day. And then once we sign that, that form is to go back within 21 days. You take it back yourself and they issue you with your full cert. But a marriage cannot take place without that green folder. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that yes. is key. You cannot have a wedding because you can't purport or pretend to carry out a marriage. And you have to have that form to, to have the marriage. Yeah. So that's really vital that you remember so that. So important. And even on the day you get out of the job, like maybe give it to one of the groomsmen or bridesmaids, like that has to Definitely. be kept safe. Yeah. So like take yeah. it away afterwards and yeah. put it somewhere yeah. where it's safe so it can be returned safely as well. Very good point, Anne. And I always say that, look, will I give, I make a note at the end of my own script, will I give it to the best man? Will I give it to your dad? I advise not to give it to the, the mom or the bridesmaid because for the photographs they'll have their bouquets and they won't want the MRF. Maybe if you say to the best man that's his job or sometimes one of the dads yeah. and they put it in the car. A safe place, it won't get lost, that's the end of that. Okay, yeah. But yeah, it's key, mind, because that has gotten lost in people and it is a big deal. It is, yeah. Sure is. yeah, yeah. Um, if people wanted to personalise their ceremony in any way, Norma, they would say a memorial candle for someone special in their lives who's no longer with them anything like that, have you, have you, is there any nice ways that they might personalise the ceremony? Definitely, um, I suppose. Um, what I say, the ceremony that I do, just because it's not religious, it doesn't mean that it's not, um, it doesn't, there isn't a structure to it. So we have a structure to the ceremony and I do include symbolic gestures in it. So we'd have the arrival of the bride and um, we might have a reading and then a possible um, symbolic gesture there would be candle lighting, which is very popular with couples you could have um, three candles and invite one of the mums. It's nice to invite the mums to light a candle each to symbolise the two families coming together. And then I'd invite the couple later on in the ceremony to light the final one to symbolise new beginnings. Now, some couples like to do sand. So, for example, you know, if you're from Salt Hill and Galway, you might like to bring sand from Salt Hill. Lovely. And someone might like to bring <coughs> sand from, from Cork or from Crosshaven. And we could mix the two of those. So it's the same idea as the candles. So the mothers bring up the sand yep. and then you mix them together later. Now the one thing if you're doing the sand, I'd advise you to make sure that it's well dried. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it won't flow. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have those um, 
those moments that can really personalize it for the public. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. there are other things as well, like you know, um, exchange um, a, a tree or a little um, plant. There are lots of gestures that you can put in there. Yeah, that's that's, that's lovely. Um, obviously, um, people's hope during the summer months is that they would have a ceremony outside. Now, luckily here at Fernhill we have lovely indoor areas as well as um, nice outdoor areas and we have our marquee and our gardens for ceremony also. But I do think people should be realistic with the weather on the day. I've had people that have just been, it could be lashing rain and they are they just need to think of their guests and the yeah. comfort of their guests yeah. and that's what we're conscious of as well. Mm-hmm. And um, look, th- there are days when it's 50-50 but I do think you're better off leaning towards the cautious side of things because the last thing you want during a ceremony is is, is a downpour. Yeah. I totally agree with you there and I've been in that situation with couples and... Um, so have I. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it can be really stressful. You know, yeah. we go out, we're waiting for a break and then it's raining um, or um, you ask the couples to go out in the rain or, or sorry, ask your guests to go out in the rain. Like it's a big ask. It's it's a, they fair. won't. No, yeah. They won't. I remember once doing a wedding and uh, you know, 50% of the guests said we're not going out and the other 50% were soaked. So remember, you know, as Neil said, the comfort of your guests is important and you want goodwill and yeah. happiness on this day. You do. You yeah. don't want sour faces and yeah. people resenting that their dress like is destroyed. How, and how much have they spilled on makeup and hair? <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... And remember also your older guests. I mean, you might have granny there, um, and they feel the cold much yeah, more. Yeah, they do. And that's one of the reasons as well. I say to a couple, look, do your best to be on time. It's not really nice to have older people sitting because they do feel the cold much yeah, more than the rest of us. Like, yeah. And they can get quite upset sitting there in the rain and trying to keep children quiet as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very important to think about all your guests. Like they make your exactly. day. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. As I said, the goodwill. Yeah. The good vibes, good karma. You want all of that. Yeah, and even looking back on it, you don't want to be looking back and oh look, we were in the rain or exactly. Rain. Like so, definitely, I think listen to like yourselves and and us here in front exactly. when we're giving you this advice. We're giving yeah. it because we've learned, we know, we've been through it before. Like you know? exactly, exactly. And the beauty of a venue where you have a really excellent plan B is key. Because I mean, some people will go for a venue because the outside is beautiful, but they haven't thought, look, if it's raining, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and this is Ireland. This is Ireland. So yeah. you, you, it's really important, you know, when you're choosing your venue. And I suppose, you know, here in the Fernhill, I mean, you have the beautiful gardens, you've got the marquee, you've got inside, you've loads of alternatives. And that's really important. It's, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, like the backup plan is a nice option. You're not disappointed. Yeah, exactly. And it's so important wherever you go to make sure exactly. you're happy with both options. Exactly. It's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say about the, um, the, the, the area that you, you've decided to have it, like it could be anywhere that you're having the, the, the ceremony, the area you're having it. Even the ground, if, if the ground could be too wet, the um, people have very expensive shoes, it's not yep. going to work. Yep. Um, think about your area that you're, you're, you're having the ceremony as much as possible, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just be practical when it comes to the well. Like. That's yeah. very true. And I actually do say to couples, look, if you're having it outside and if the ground is damp, we want to let your guests know and they might wear different shoes for the ceremony. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Any other advice or tips you'd have for, for couples, Norma? I suppose coming back to if you want to if you'd like to personalize it I mean there are plenty of options in the ceremony you know if you want to say your own vows as a, I mean I would so, I mean I can do everything for you and you have absolutely no stress 
and most couples go with that but you know yeah. if you'd like to say your own vows that's absolutely fine um, if you'd like something like hand fasting, if you'd like something, one of those rituals during it, that's absolutely fine as well. Yep. So, you know, you can make it your own. Um, and that's, abs- you know, take, take, take ownership of it too for yourself. It's your day. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Definitely that from like a senior thing. I think you do personalise it for the couples and you make couples so comfortable. I even like, you know, when the bride arrives at the inside, you come down and you have a chat with her or, you know, the groom, whoever's walking up the aisle, you have a chat with them before they walk up. Like, so you make it really easy, which yep. is really important as well. Um, so Norma, how can people get in touch with you um, if they want to book with you or just make an inquiry? What's the best way to contact you? Well, the best way to get in contact is by email, okay. normamckelligat at gmail.com or phone me 086-322-5624. If I can't pick up, leave a message and I'll get back to you ASAP. Okay. But I'd be delighted to chat with you. Perfect. What we'll do is we'll actually link your details in the bottom of this anyway. Thank so you. So can get in contact with you directly. Brilliant. Um, thank you so much Norma for coming in. We really appreciate it. Um, and it was great talking to you. Lovely Thank you talking very to you, much. Thank, Thank you. Much. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, Norma. So thank you so much to Norma for coming in and talking to us today. So now we are on to our question and answer part of the podcast. Um, Norma has actually answered a lot of the questions that came in, which is great. So we really hope that um, helps you along the way. But of course, any other questions that you have, always send them in to us at podcast perfect thanks um what we are going to do now is we are actually going to run through a few more points which we think might be really helpful for you as well and when you're thinking of planning your ceremony on site so what i would say is definitely go with um, the advice from your venue on the day they will know what works best um it'll take the stress off you um now you really might want an outdoor ceremony but the weather is going to be the weather you 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 will have to be realistic about it Especially when you're in Ireland. Absolutely. And have your have a nice plan B option. Um, also, the ceremony will give you, or your venue should be able to give you nice tips for the ceremony, such as um, for both types of weather, let it be a really sunny day or unfortunately a wet day, umbrellas are really handy to have. Like, not all venues might have them, but I know we've got like 250 umbrellas here for yeah. Hill. Um, and we've been using them on really sunny days because like some guests are sitting in the sun for an awful long period of time yes and the, you have a lot of red faces later on in yeah. the day and they're even lovely like, a picture to take we've seen yeah and then it would say there is going to be just a chance of a small shower during the ceremony itself it's good to um have the umbrellas to be able to put up at that stage and even if it's not going to rain there's just a level of comfort for people with an umbrella hanging at the back of their chair that yep. they're like, oh, even if it does rain, I'm covered. That's it. And you know? not everyone scatters in. They just drop the umbrella yeah. and it just keeps everyone relaxed. Yeah, no, they're not going to be the answer for everything because people have gone to a lot of expense for makeup, hair, dresses, suits, etc. So um, they'll only cover so much. So they're only like if it's going to be a very light shower or drizzle. Like if it's if the wind is howling and it's lashing down, have your plan B. Have Definitely. Plan B. They're yeah. only a certain certain level of cover that they'll provide obviously and as you say like take your um your serm- your venue's advice yeah we would normally have um water there at the ready too on a nice um on a nice sunny day because you will need people who need a need a need a sip or just to rehydrate during yeah. it also if it is going to be really fine sun sunscreen if you're going to need sunscreen because um you don't want people being burnt later on at night or no. wake up the next morning yeah scalded, scalded yeah. yeah so 
little um, things of sun cream can be a good call there as well. With rain and um, the towels that's ready for the chairs, um, if you can kind of pick chairs that don't have cushions on it, you're covering both of inchialities, um, they might not be as comfortable, but um, as a result, um, if, they, if, if you get a cushion on a chair wet, you're in trouble. If your chair is one that doesn't require, um, doesn't have a cushion, you just wipe that chair down, you're good to go again, even if there was a short shower just before the survey itself. Another thing I want to touch on is amplification. So I can't recommend it highly enough. We're not using a lot of it at the moment because we're doing smaller weddings, but yeah. for, any, for any wedding with, with a fairly decent number that you will need amplification for your celebrant, for the readers, etc., and it is key. Um, they can be rented. Um, we have our own fixed one in house here in all our um, designated ceremony areas, but they can be rented and tested out. Um, if you're using a microphone, make sure you have a new battery in that microphone. Just go through all eventualities with amplification because there's nothing worse than people down the back not being able to hear um, what the celebrant is saying, yep. what your readers are saying, you saying I do. So um, it's just have that nailed off the application. And if you think you don't need it, to be honest, you probably do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and then you have to look for other factors. So is your, the, the certain area you've chosen, um, is it near a busy road? Yeah. Um, so like you're going to need an application thing because there could be traffic noise in the background. Is it, um, Time here for silage for Ireland, like you know, yeah. if you don't want the fields alongside you being 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 spreaded and that's what's being oh, the noise, like, yeah, yeah, the noise yeah. and the, the the so allow for agricultural work that's going on around your area if you've picked an outdoor area, yeah, that um that there is agricultural work going going on near it and if you are going in the summer months, that is going to be happening. It like. is, so, yeah, so it is. Again, it's again, like cover eventualities there, um. In relation to the the area itself, if you have a naturally beautiful spot, you're not going to need to bring in much additional props. Yeah, definitely. Again, you? check in with your like your venue or where maybe like check see what's there already. Yeah. Um, before you actually start. And your florist as well. Yeah, because yeah. you could actually end up spending money on stuff you don't actually need, and yeah. that money can go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I suppose like taking Fern Hill again, like there's not much needed at all for it. I don't think so. No, it's nice for a florist to have um. Uh, a nice arrangement for unity candles and um, also if they want to do something with the pews yeah that's special, lovely that's that's nice but not a lot more no um i don't recommend confetti i think um if you if you are allowed go some venues don't allow it yeah um if you are allowed go with natural confetti like the fake confetti it doesn't it's not biodegradable and no. it's not good for the environment and as well as that you might have some um where you've chosen might have another wedding going on the next day. Yeah, so be mindful of that. Like yeah. when you might have the throwing up for a few seconds, I mean, the couple the next day or the next week will still be seeing it in, in the area where you've yeah. had it. So just be mindful of other people as well. Yeah, and if you are going to go for it, go for um, natural flower petals maybe. But definitely check in with your venue first just yeah. to make sure that it's loud. Another thing, and um, people sometimes blow bubbles as the, they're coming up and down the aisle. I think the uh, two things about that. Sometimes that um, liquid, it's, it's very near to washing up liquid and it's so slippy. Yeah, like, um, sticky. It's, yeah, yeah, like you don't want someone falling. So like a child knocks one over, someone's going to go, could really trip in it like. Yeah. And then it, it burns grass also. So like if you have um, a particular um, venue that you're renting for the day or whatever that you're having the ceremony, if the grass is burnt and stuff like that there, you're kind of going to get a few questions. And yeah, you, exactly. you don't want any hassles. So like... 
So can you yeah, be mindful of the couple's art to you as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, at the Norma said it perfectly how to basically get your bridesmaids and groomsmen following you down the aisle nice and promptly. Yeah. But um, I would have a plan for your celebrant announcing at the end of the ceremony, as in, right, can everyone please stay at the back of the um, ceremony area so we're doing a group shot? Yep. Or would everyone please make their way um, to the uh, drinks reception area, um, except for immediate family, immediate family stay around for photos. So I have a plan what your, what your next step is once the ceremony is over. Definitely, and like it might even be like your photographer might stand up and say that. So definitely to have someone, either your celebrant yeah, or your yeah. photographer, who's going to announce what's yeah. actually happening. Because you don't want people to think, like, where do we go now? The guests will be happier with that, yeah. They, yeah. they, they won't be like, going, okay, what's the next step? There's no awkwardness, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it just flows really nicely. Yeah, perfect, yeah. Um, and then another thing just to like, again, be mindful of, like, I suppose it's all about your guests really making sure they're comfortable. So I suppose if you are in an area or, like where, where there's grass and stuff, just be mindful of people's shoes, especially... Um, we might have very expensive shoes, might have suede shoes on. So, you know, if people are in an area where they might be like grass or things to walk through, like just tell guests that they might bring a spare change of shoes or maybe might have like heel covers. So just be mindful of all that and just tell your guests what's going on in the different areas. Perfect, yeah. And just reiterate a point there that was made with Norma. If you're having, if you want a three o'clock ceremony, put down on the invites half two. Yeah. That the ceremony is happening at half two. Definitely. Go half an hour earlier. It'll give yourself time. Everything will run smoother, and you're you're, you're just giving yourself more of a chance yeah. of it actually taking place when you want at the time. You were like, you and like with your best intentions, you could arrive on site like forty minutes beforehand, yeah. and be all ready to go at a bang on. But you will have people who will be late, like, and they yeah. will delay you. So just just kind of free, make that easier for yourself yeah. to make if sure. You, if you want three, say half two. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. I think they're all of the questions now. Run yeah, through. Yeah. Um, but of course, any more questions, we always love to see them coming. So do keep on sending them to us. Um, I think that that is for now. So. Um, so thank you very much for listening and everyone stay safe. And take care.